Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derbies, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FingerLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast. Uh, excited to have you joining us here. You saw the photo that we put up there at the beginning of the episode as we, um, we, we take a minute to recognize and celebrate the life of... Uh, of Lenny Hirsch. Um, Lenny, unfortunately, uh, he passed away on, I think the news came out Saturday, um, had his truck and, and, and qualified through his heat and uh, uh, collapsed. And, and unfortunately, Lenny, uh, Lenny did not make it. He was 61, um, always known for running the color purple. Uh, it was, he was such a, such a good dude. Um, and he's really going to be missed. Um, uh there's going to be uh, calling hours on Thursday. I'm going to turn my attention here so we can make sure that we've got this. Uh, thir- Thursday, August the 18th from 4 to 8. It's going to be at Waite Funeral Home, 850 North Main Street in Brockton. Today on my personal page, I shared the, uh, I shared the link to his obituary for anybody who's interested in leaving Memorial. They've also got uh, an opportunity to send flowers, send cards. Um, I think they even had a spot where you could plant a tree in memory of Lenny, which was pretty cool. That's going to be uh, 850 North Main Street in Brockton. Celebration of his life is going to be following at, uh, at Tommy Doyle's at Sidelines. Uh, that's going to be in Brockton. Uh, Lenny was a custodian at uh, Dighton uh, Rehoboth Regional High School. And before that, he was at Southeastern, uh, demolition derby driver for ages. Uh, if you go to his Facebook page, uh, he's got uh, the, the caption underneath the profile picture is I've got a super heart, which is I thought that was fairly fitting because he, he he was he was just an absolutely awesome guy. It uh, leaves a big hole for for uh, uh, anybody who's had the chance to meet him. Uh, Jeremy Gully had made the uh, picture of his roof sign, the, the the main picture on the Northeast Demolition Derby page. Um, just a, just a big, big loss and, and some sad news hit a little close to home on that one. So certainly thinking about Lenny Hirsch, uh, here on this one. Uh, now, while we've got, uh, we've got some of the tougher part of the, the day off to the side, um, we're turning our attention now to, uh, Adam Fushi and Fushi Speed and Fab. Hopefully we've got everybody, Adam, we've got, uh, Adam, we've got, Jeremy Gard and we've got Trevor Pedke waiting in the wings. Can you, can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, we yeah, can hear you. Excellent. So, I'll get that set. Try and dial that back just a whisker. Um, Adam's got. Adam was the was was breaking some news a couple weeks ago that he was going to be taking over DEC headers and is going to be making headers, and was working on some other stuff uh, on the side and and now that is all. Come and fallen into place. Adam has sold the header business off to Trevor Pedke and is in the process of of taking over Guard Speed Shop. I mean, this is this is a, a pretty interesting twist to the process, and and I think a lot of people are a little bit going to be a little bit surprised by this. But it's a pretty exciting time to be a to be a demolition derby driver. I would say, Adam. Yeah, uh, I told you guys the other day, or what, probably three weeks ago, that I I had something I'd been working on first, and. Uh, Jeremy and I have actually been working on this for several months now, and uh, I actually was just looking for a little something else to fill fill the time, and uh, I contacted DEC, and that worked out, and uh, I went up there and learned the process, and we made a deal, and I got it all back to my shop and talked to you guys, and my phone has not stopped, <laughs> and I just uh, I quickly realized that... Um, it was it was more than I could do if I was going to do guard speed shop, right. and uh, that's what I'm passionate about. Jeremy and I have been friends for years. I've ran his engines for years, had a lot of success with them, um, and I'm just passionate about doing that more so than I was about the headers. I, I wasn't feeling you guys full the other day when I said I couldn't wait to build headers and serve you guy, but at the same time, I just couldn't give DEC headers the attention it deserved. And right. uh, 
Well, and in fact, when when I made that announcement, I told you guys I wasn't ready to announce, and Trevor had uh, actually posted online and uh, kind of blew up the internet, so I had to I had to announce, and uh, so I I'd been talking to him a little bit, and when I realized it was just more than I could do uh, with building engines, uh, me and him got to talking, and he's super excited, probably more excited than I was to build headers, and. Uh, I'm just super excited for him, and uh, I, I know he's just pumped up and ready to go, and he's going to do probably a better job than me because he's probably more passionate about it than I. Like, and uh, so my next chapter is going to look good building engines, and that's that's what I'm excited about. Isn't there something novel, uh, something that you can get really on board with uh, in terms of taking all the boxes and you open up the intake over here, you open up the heads over here, you got the gaskets and you've got to make sure that your pistons are right. And in the process of getting all those different elements together, they go inside of this one steel case and then you add the carburetor and the fuel and the mix and all these parts and pieces work in harmony to, to create something. And, and you have that at the end of the day, when, when, when you're done with that engine project, you can take all these different boxes and everything and say, this is all one piece now. And, and it's a power plant. It, it takes all of these different pieces from nothing and, and it creates something. And that's, that's something as a, as a fabricator and as somebody who's, who's dabbled with those engines and stuff, it seems like that's something that is going to, uh, uh, going to hold your passion a little bit more uh, uh, on the long term, I guess you could say. Yeah, and I just think that um, not that building headers isn't fulfilling. I mean, that's going to be an awesome business, probably more than Trevor can keep up with by himself. I see really quickly he's going to be hiring help. Um, I, I just feel like at the end of the day, when you put an engine together, you put it on the run stand, you start it up, it's just so satisfying. And then to watch your customers run them engines, win derbies with them, it's uh, it's just something i got a passion for. So, so Trevor was was owning a business to to stay within the demolition derby world. Something that was also on on your radar. Something that you were trying to find your way into. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been looking to get something extra for a long time to help just fill a time like Adam was talking about and mm -hmm. another supplemental income. And I I've, I've been derbying ever since I was a kid. My dad ran a bunch of derbies, and I've been it's been part of my life for ever since I can remember and DC they had a good header quality price and they had a unique sound and I'm just I'm pumped up to be able to build them and keep them coming to the derby world and and that's one of the things with with that that header deal is there's so much put into the sound everybody loves it when when somebody somebody can sail down the track and 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 throw that V8 wide open and it just screams the whole way down the track and and that's the kind of thing that helps sell headers no question. You can have the best power plant in the world, but if it doesn't sound good when it's making those hits, nobody's going to be asking any questions. Nobody's going to be talking about it, right? Correct. <laughs> so, Jeremy, this has been uh, this has been something that's been in the works for a little while, um, and I'm glad that we're on the phone and having this conversation after you were you were sick there for a little while. Is that something that's that's been uh, in the works for an extended amount of time? Were you looking to break away from engines for a little bit and, and focus more on the family? I think I've spent probably 10 years that I've been slow down. It's yeah. Been, uh, um, uh, yeah, being, being in the hospital, being sick, I just, uh, I'm not where I was six months ago health-wise. Sure. My lungs are about 75% of the capacity, so. When coming home from work, 12 hours at a regular job and going to the shop for the next four to five hours, doing that three or four nights a week and on the weekend, I just don't have it. It just kind of pushed my decision. But it was, it, it was always Baltic, right? You got to trust that you're going to sell it too. You got to, you got to know they're going to do a job on what they're doing at the time. And uh, showed me that he's, you know, capable of doing this and passionate about it. I'm confident he's going to do a good job. You know, the, the good thing, you know, he's going to do it full time. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be able to serve the customers better. I think in, in the long run, it works out better for everybody. Uh, in terms of it being full time, that was, it was, it was a side gig for you uh, for a long time. Successful side venture at that. Um, very, very. But, but by the same token, um, 
it was it put you in a situation where you couldn't necessarily have any real inventory because you had a backlog of orders for a continued uh, for for an extended amount of time. Uh, I know Brian has has always joked, so to say, that he wants to get a Mopar engine or something along those lines. But in all seriousness, there's no reason to really even worry about that kind of stuff because you've got this long list already. Is it going to be? Um, something where you're going to continue on and take care of some of the orders while you work on trying to build up a little bit of inventory out of Adam's shop? Are you going to stay involved with this in some way? Yeah. So I'm going to stay involved with that. Um, as long as he needs, obviously I'm not going anywhere. I'm still, going to, you know, take care of customers, but new builds orders are going to shift to Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to focus more on research development, coming nice. up with new things. Maybe building brand Mopar engine. He's been asking me about, but uh, that's that's kind of moving forward. Is just to to feed Adam everything, uh, assist him where where needed, and talk to customers. But like I've you know, probably told fifteen people this as of last week. Uh, I just want people to be comfortable with the fact that I'm not leaving. I'm not just going to hand it to Adam and walk away. Luck, you know, my name's on. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, I just want to see him with this. Adam, does the uh, does the does the guard name stay on this, or is this going to be adopted into Fushi Speed and Fab now? Well, it'll be it'll be the same product as Jeremy puts out, and uh, as he as he helps with research and development, we I'm sure some things will change as things never stay the same. But uh, I'm, it's going to go to Fushi Speed and Fab, um, but. I do assure you guys it's the same product. I've been working with Jeremy. I've been in his shop. Uh, he's going to be in my shop here in the next week, couple weeks. Um, it's it's the same thing. And like Jeremy said, he's going to stay on board with me. It's not it's not going to be um, Jeremy just walks away and here's a new guy. So um, all the existing customers should feel very comfortable that, that Jeremy's not leaving um, and until he feels comfortable that everything – I can do without any questions asked. So uh, he's, he's going to stay on board and, and assist me. I'm going to do the building and uh, handle all the new builds, handle all the rebuilds. Um, but Jeremy's not just going to disappear. Excellent. And then for for Trevor, um, when we were talking with Adam a couple weeks back about the DEC headers purchase, that was going to be uh, essentially full-time and probably looking at adding a little bit of help. Uh, Trevor, is this going to be more than just a side gig? Is this going to end up being full-time for you as well? Uh, at the rate it's going now with the way Adam was getting pre-orders, it, it looks like it will probably fulfill more of the time than I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to try to work still full-time job and then do this on the side, which I will for the first couple of weeks until I get everything off the ground and running. Um, but I'm going to work as long as I have to to get these headers orders filled and keep everything going i don't want to get behind i don't want to make people wait i want people to be able to get the same header that they got from dc just as fast as they got from dc with the same quality and same sound right and that's Chris. with that said um i had over around 100 orders already that i had taken um and i just made a list because i obviously wasn't operational in my shop yet so anybody that's contacted me and i've told them i put them on a list uh, Trevor has that list. He's going to take care of you guys first. Uh, you haven't dropped off that list in any way, shape, or form. Um, you're, you're still at the top of his list, however the orders came in. Uh, he's about 100 orders behind, but I know he's going to get them filled as quickly as he can. How has the yeah, how have the all the moves gone? You guys get left behind. I'll, I'm going to do my best to get you guys taken care of first. I, I'm sorry, I stepped on you a little bit there. I was asking, I was asking how the move has gone. Um, Adam's been all over the place now, moving trailer loads full of stuff. Has has everything now been moved over to to your place, Trevor, for the headers? Yes, everything has been moved to Illinois. We went this past weekend and picked everything up, and we got it all on one trip with the help of some great friends. I was able to get that done. And and how much now has been moved to your place, Adam, for the uh, for for the engine building side of things? So uh, actually, my shop was pretty well full with headers. 
of stuff. <laughs> I mean, slam full. Um, I'm actually going back to Jeremy's this weekend. Uh, we're going to finish a couple builds that he started, and um, we're going to do some more training, carburetor, distributor training, put a couple engines together, and then I'm going to bring back uh, probably 85% of the stuff, and he's got a few things to button up on his end um, with deals he had already completed. And then uh, when he comes down in a couple weeks to uh, do some more training, he's going to bring that with him. Awesome. Jeremy, in, in all the time that you've been running uh, Guard Speed Shop, what was the what was the toughest thing to get a handle on in terms of the applications for Demolition Derby that, that might <laughs> that is going to be a, a huge help for, for Adam not having to get over that hump. You know, the hardest thing probably is just being able to take a phone call and diagnose what's going on while somebody should it or send you a video over a cell phone. Right. That's always the challenge, right? They're like, listen to this, and, you know, over a cell phone, you're like, that sounds great. <laughs> you know, so just being able to do the quick diagnosis and, and help the people out. It's probably been the hardest thing, and that'll, that'll take a little time for Adam to get used to, to just be able to diagnose on the fly, but that just comes with experience. And to, uh, it, it's not like I'm just buying into something that I've never seen or been a part of. Um, like Jeremy said, we've been friends for a lot of years. I, I don't know how many years I've ran your engine, Jeremy, to you, how many different engines I've had. Um, but I, I've been successful with his engines. I've ran a bunch of them for a lot of years and uh you know i'm familiar with them uh, if something's if there's something that needs fixed we fix it the there's always this chase for blocks what is what is the uh climate like now for the engine builders trying to get their hands on on usable blocks and finding them are there still diamonds in the rough out there to be fine in terms of the cores and and, and what has that market really turned into with uh, the crate engine program that has that has sort of sent a bunch of blocks out of the um, out of some of the sportsman racing stuff around the country and, and put some of those into the equation? It's uh, getting blocks has always been a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, but I just stay, you know, most of my blocks come from customers. Mm -hmm. I'll just ask them. A lot of them, you know, run junkyards or know people that run junkyards and uh, CNL cores, Brian Hanger, Jimmy Foster for years. With Cycle Jimmy Derby parts, they round up blocks for me. Um, blocks have never been the issue. You know, lately it's just about everything else. But, uh, it's getting better, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, is there is there a um... Have you ever come across a block that you weren't sure if you were going to be able to repair so that it was going to be usable and ended up being one of the best combinations that you put together? <laughs> we get a lot of really blocks, but we have a thermal cleaner. Uh -huh. So they, they basically get baked, shot, peened, and then tumbled. So a lot of them, you, you look at them and they look like hell. Right. And then once you get them cleaned up, it's like a brand new block. So uh, the way they look, you know, when you get them, it's sometimes scary, but the, that machine, that thermal clean machine does a hell of a job. Uh, Trevor, what's this going to mean for, for you and Demolition Derby in terms of, of being a driver? I mean, you've been driving Demolition Derby for, for forever, and you've been logging some pretty serious miles traveling about. Uh, we've seen you running with Bill Miller quite a bit. Is this going to be sort of the lead-in to staying active in the sport but not necessarily spending as much time in the car or is, is this going to be running hand in hand? Yeah. Over last, uh, about, I'd say this past year, I've slowed down quite a bit on driving. <clears throat> so this is a way for me to stay involved and do something I'm passionate about, but I also don't want to give up being behind the wheel neither. So also run a few shows a year, but most of, for most part of it, this is going to be how I stay active in the sport. Let's, well, uh, I'm glad that the phone has been has been so busy. And uh, when I talked to Adam uh, a week ago, I think that list was somewhere around, I think he had a notepad with something like 80 names on it. Now it sounds like that has swelled to over 100. Um, one of the things that Adam was, was mentioning was uh, 
getting the news out about the transaction before production was ready to uh, ready to begin, and it and it sort of set in motion all these dominoes that that, that almost probably felt overwhelming for for everybody involved with it. Um, at this point, were we were we patient enough with letting this news get out so that you feel comfortable with where you're at and and able to roll into the production, or are we still unloading trailers? Uh, we still got one trailer to unload, but for the most part, all the equipment is off and at my shop. Um, I got good friends coming over to help me this week and we should have everything in our, in my shop plugged in and operational to where this weekend I can start doing some trial runs. And I've been in contact with, uh, one of the guys from over there in Ohio from DC that, mm -hmm. uh, worked there and he's going to help me walk, you know, walk me through some steps and. That way, I'm not going in blind. I won't be by myself. So, uh, I'm I'm feeling good about where I'm at, and it should not be long before I'll be able to be up and running. That's awesome. How about how about for you, Adam? Kind of the same situation when we talked last time. It was it was um, the news was ahead of where the shop was. Um, now we've had a little bit of time for everything to settle and stabilize. Where are you right now in terms of uh, the production flow and and the workflow so that the so that the system can continue to feed without much interruption. Well, I've already started ordering parts and, uh, you know, I have some parts here, parts on the way. Um, one thing about the header business versus the engine business is there's a little more lead time. Uh, that's mm -hmm. called for headers. They want them yesterday. Right. Um, and a guy calls for an engine. He, he pretty well understands it might be three or four weeks, you know, depending on parts available and, and how far behind you are. But, uh, it seems like a, a bigger product, like an engine versus a header. You, you have a little more, uh, I don't know what, how, what, it's not leisure, but a little more time to work mm -hmm. with uh, versus having to try to get something out the door immediately. But uh, yeah, we're ready. We're ready to start putting header or uh, putting engines out the door. Do you have an official header provider yet? <laughs> I do actually. I've already placed an order. <laughs> uh, yeah, but said nothing to me about that yet. <laughs> you didn't look at that pre-order list very close. <laughs> I was just messing with you. <laughs> what's the what's the most challenging part for you in terms of, of of putting an engine together? Not so much, you know, trying to diagnose stuff over the phone, but you know, you sometimes you get these blocks like like Jeremy was saying that are that are in rough shape, or or you run into issues with uh, with the carburetors and setting things, and you know, you, you end up putting it together and take it apart, put it together and take it apart, put it together, take it apart. Finally, you get that air fuel mix to to go the right way. What's the biggest challenge for you in terms of, of, of putting an engine together? Or maybe not even so much challenge. What's just the biggest the biggest headache in terms of putting engines together? Well, I think sometimes you just have to realize even though parts are new, they're not always perfect. Right. And uh, you can't just put something together and think, well, it's new parts. There's no way that it don't work properly. Sometimes that's the case. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges is getting the consumer to trust you enough that when they get their engine, you say, carburetor is set the distributor is set that they don't go home and start cranking the distributor around or trying to turn the carburetor up a little bit you know air fuel mixture is important and uh, when they get these engines when they start messing with them um, that's when things don't go exactly right I've got and, some... and and that's I think that's probably the biggest challenge because once it leaves your shop it's out of your hands and you have no control over what's done with it um, so I think it's just important that the buyer understands um how important it is to leave things the way they are and if they have questions uh call and ask before you start adjusting things thankfully it's a no questions asked lifetime warranty on those right <laughs> uh, wrong <laughs> uh we got a couple questions coming in jason droz is uh congratulations on getting your hardware too jason is dec is is that product going to still um offer the poly 318 headers uh, 318 Chrysler headers? Yeah. Yeah, so all the headers that DEC made, I do have a list of all those. Okay. Sorry, my dogs like to bark at people That's driving right. by. Uh, I do have a list of all the headers they made, and I will be able to produce all of the same headers that they have made in the past. Um, it might take me a little bit longer to make them since I'm not used to making them, but I do have their processes, and I will be able to produce those. Perfect. 
So there's there's an answer for Jason. And then uh, Darren was asking, with the ownership changing, is Adam, Adam are you going to be uh, venturing into new territory with engines, uh, different platforms, um, different build styles, uh, higher horsepower, bigger cubic inches? Is, is anything at this point going to be um, on that expansion? While Jeremy's also working on the R&D stuff, so maybe Jeremy can, can shed a little bit of light on that as well. Uh, so, uh, sort of both of you, Adam, are you looking to expand or do anything different with uh, the small block Chevy still sort of being the standard? Yeah, I mean, I think small block Chevy would be the standard, obviously. It always has been. I I think it always will be. Um, I see a lot of guys try to get too fancy, and it don't matter how much horsepower you have, if at the end of the night it, your engine doesn't run. Um, so, while we try to put out a, a decent amount of horsepower, it's still got to be dependable. Um, sure. If it's if it's got big horsepower and don't run with no water for ten minutes, then it's useless. Right. Um, so, really, I think we're going to stay with the same same engines that Jeremy's producing. They're they're proven, and we're going to stay with that. Um, now, like I said, Jeremy is going to do a little R and D, and we're going to we'll mess with some stuff like that. But it won't be available to everybody until it's proven. And um, once once we get real comfortable with all that, and uh, there is a lot of guys around here that run some bone stock stuff that have to have Ford engine and a Ford car, right. and uh, we might dabble into that a little bit. But for right now, we're going to stick with what with what we know, and we're going to build small block Chevys. At this point, also um, in terms of uh, fuel injection, uh, I've heard some 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 discussion about the the fuel injection system, and then um, with stuff like uh, alternate fuels between E85 and ethanol, everything at this point is already set up to handle all that stuff, right? That's not anything that's that's particularly nouveau? No, a lot of my right now will run math operators. Right. So, I mean, a lot of that stuff, it's just an easy crossover. Sure. You care to tip your hand on anything that you've got on the radar for that R&D stuff? We've got some... With, uh, that lefters are running right now. Yeah, um, we've done some pretty solid three five engines last year, and just to see in a couple months when we get one of them back, however. So that would be the uh, that would be the newest platform that I. Gotcha. Are uh, when you're putting together something with a 355 cubic inch displacement deal, is that because you're 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 opening up the cylinder walls themselves, or are you doing that just off of? Uh, the stroke and uh and the heads the 355 or you know if we build that 305 stroke obviously you get cubic inches from stroke and rs same way but bread and butter has always been 355 yeah across the country that's what's won the most you know big shows and right in the most consistent the um that that, that question sort of leads me to um another thought that was uh, from darren brown up in, in Buffalo, Minnesota, the, the small block Chevy, it's always been the standard because it's always been the standard. I don't really see how anything is going to replace that because the parts are so mass produced and it's so readily available from, from all over uh, all over the walks of motorsports, from circle track to dirt track to uh, rat rotters and, and car restorations to demolition derby. Those parts are in the most demand, so it, because of that, there's going to be more of them available out there. I don't really see how the how we would see a a, a big block or a different Chrysler or power plant really starting to gain major traction in in our sport within our industry, just because the price it, it, it's cost prohibitive. It's going to cost you too much money because the parts aren't there the same way it is for the Chevy stuff. Yeah, if you've ever put a Mopar engine together from scratch. Uh, you can about double the cost of parts from a small block Chevy. Right. So it's just, it's a cost thing. You know, there's some people building LS engines and having success with them, you know, but for me, it was, it was a time issue, mm -hmm. you know, so I don't think we'll ever get into the LS market. I think that's, that's something that, that I'm not really interested in getting into, but I think for the most part, the small block Chevy is, is going to be around a lot. Sure. Well, it's inevitable. I mean, it always has been. Uh, I just I don't see anything that's capable of replacing it. 
when you were talking about the um, the new parts, and just because they're new, that that the, the assumption might be that it's supposed to work perfectly um, for 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 Jeremy and for and for Adam at this point. Uh, do you find yourself ordering a couple different combinations of pistons to find out which ones are the closest in weight so that you can get that engine as balanced as you possibly can and then use the best eight on this engine and then the next best eight go into a different engine and then the worst the worst eight go back to the manufacturer? So with pistons, we balance everything. So the weight of the, weight of the pistons, you know, across, you know, out of eight that you get is usually pretty consistent right you know the the biggest thing lately has been my castings mm -hmm. and then uh with the hydraulic if you rollers the regular hydraulic flat tap and lifters right now there's only one manufacturer out there that that i trust and that's howard's mm -hmm. for like flat there's so many lifter failures over the last two years and flat tap it i don't even build them right now yeah <laughs> and then you know there's been you know different head casting dart world uh dart has actually re-signed their contract with their original forging outfit okay so they should be able to uh get things back into production um he's saying by october november things will be back to normal as far as having things in stock and able to get them in a two to three week turnaround but right now, my dart reps, 750 blocks, dart blocks behind right now. Wow. Wow. I think if you asked other engine builders, they'd probably tell you one of the hardest things to get is head cylinder heads right now. Right. Um, is, is the, have you had any input, uh, Trevor or, or Adam, on supply chain issues for just raw materials uh, for, for the manufacturing of the headers, did DEC tip their hand that there was any challenges um, in the midst of what we're in right now, or or anything that's going to improve down the line? No, I, I talked to uh, when I picked it up. They said right in the midst of COVID, they had a little bit of trouble getting yeah uh, pipe, but um, it's back to normal now. And I've talked to their vendor. They gave me their vendors, actually a couple vendors, and they were ready to <clears throat> ready to deliver pipe that week. You know, they said they hey, we come through there every Wednesday. We'll bring you um trevor's right there near bill and i think bill already does some exhaust work in his mechanic shop i think they have a vendor there that they're readily getting pipe from and um, i don't think that's going to be an issue at all excellent uh tony godwin he's checking correct me if i'm wrong trevor no i don't i don't foresee any issues with getting supplies uh flat steel for flanges nor pipe for the uh tube for the headers so we shouldn't we shouldn't fall behind because of raw materials have you got into it helps um you know there's a plasma table that come with dc you're cutting all your own flanges um build all your own collectors um so i mean really you just need flat plate and tubing and that's it you know obviously welding wire and gas but that's not an issue but uh so i mean really trevor will be making all his own stuff he'll be cutting his own flanges building his own collectors bending his own pipe so really, uh, you don't have to depend on anybody but himself. That's always a good situation to be in, right? Yes. Uh, Being, not not having to outsource anything always saves time. <laughs> it, coming back to that outsourcing thing is with the with the engines. You know that these these engines are not in a very kind environment, and and an engine might come back to get freshened up and. You've got you got a ding in the cylinder wall, cylinder wall, or it got too hot, or or for whatever many reasons that you can come across. Uh, Jeremy and, and and Adam, is that something that you were able to take care of in house as well? You know, taking care of the cylinder walls if anything crazy happened on the inside of the block. Yeah, every engine that comes back that's been hot or needs work, we take them completely apart. We pull them down to bare block, and whether uh, whether it needs honed or bored after that on what happened but everything gets honed and the cylinders get back with it back does and i think what i've already seen helping jeremy is everything that comes back for repairs is different you can't really <laughs> every engine is going to be different when it comes back i i wasn't expecting there to be uniform uh repairs on those engines it'd be kind of tough to 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 make that leap i think with the the different driving styles and the different environments and and there's so many variations and 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 different just in the materials alone you know 
it's still stuff that's been cast. So it wouldn't surprise me any uh, that, that that you're seeing a lot of different variety and stuff. But it's 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 so it, it's good to hear that that stuff is all taken care of in house and and that stuff isn't being outsourced either because it's just another another element that you're able to control. And and honestly, Jeremy, all the times that we've talked about engines, I don't think I ever really asked that question. I sort of assumed it, but I never really knew. Yeah, we we had uh, a partnership with the uh, with this local machine shop for the last sixteen years. And they're, they're family friends before that, so and easy to control that part of it. And that's that's one other thing we want to say. You know, when Adam gets started on this, the machine shop work is going to be going. You know, with me to get going, so it's the same quality and get his machine shop set up with all of the same specs. Everything that we're doing, they're going to get trained as well. Um, I. I don't actually know what the status is with this or, or where things are at going into the conversation or going into the exchange with uh, Guard moving over to uh, Bad and F Speed and Fab. Um, is, is Jason Koch still rebuilding Guard engines? Um, Jason has his own engines, but okay. yeah, Jason has rebuilt some Guard engines, but he's, he's on his own. He's okay. doing well. He, he, He's uh, him and I still are in contact, but sure. Jason Jason's doing his own thing. I got you. Yeah, Coke performance had, had evolved, and I really didn't know where where that had gone either. But that's that's good for everybody. I mean, it's it's always something interesting to me when when we get out there and we get into uh, in either the cesspool on on social media where people start bantering back and forth about this is the best or that's the best. Uh, be it performer uh, uh, promoters, be it rules, be it inspections, be it whatever. Um, you get it shows and the same banter starts going back and forth. And, and it almost seems a lot of times like the the most spirited and most passionate arguments go with the assumption that that the vendors within the derby realm don't talk to one another. And right. there's conversations that happen among those 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 people on a regular basis. And whether you're comp competitors running derby cars at the same event and you just happen to cross paths or whether it's it's something that's that's. Uh, come from a friendship those conversations are still happening and and usually it's not nearly as uh not nearly as passionate a competition among the businesses as it is among their supporters out there in the field well i, I said it with headers too i mean there's more than enough to go around there's no you know while i was getting a header business together me and jeffy uh we talked several times a couple a couple times a week and he called me today and uh, we talked about Trevor, and he's he's anxious to work with Trevor, mm -hmm. and I, there uh, there's plenty to go around. I'm I would like to maintain a good relationship with uh, Jeff Collier and uh, anyone else that builds in, engines. There's there's no reason not to. Right. I mean, how about how about for you, Trevor? I mean, has, have you experienced any of that stuff? Um, not yet, but getting in the header business, um, I don't. I don't want to take anything away from anybody. Uh, there's plenty enough to go around. Uh, same with in the previous uh, months. I mean, for Derby, and I was building trunks for people and a few small builds, and there's plenty of people doing that stuff. So there, there, there's enough to go around for everyone. And I don't want to, you know, make anybody feel like I'm going to try to put them out of business. I'll work with anybody who wants to work with me. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's I always like it better when, when everybody's on the same page and, and, and working together and kind of cooperating because ultimately at the end of the day, we all want to make the sport better. Uh, we all want to leave it better than we found it, and, and it's it's nice to, to have that sort of dialogue and that, that maybe some friendly competition, you know, some bragging rights down the line, make for uh, make for some fun Facebook um, Facebook posts that you can say, hey, our, our cars, our engines won X amount, our headers won X amount, whatever, but at the same time, there's, there's, there's so much going on. And... I think it'd be just about impossible to get a, a full headcount on how many drivers are participating in Demolition Derby uh, year in and year out because it's so widespread and there's pockets of derbies that, that we don't even know about. You know, there's, there's drivers that are out there showing off in front of their hometown fans and, and we, don't, we don't even know that they're out there. The engine business at this point, the engine side of things, if, if I'm remembering correctly, has been focused almost solely on big cars up to this point. Are you going to be focusing, keeping that focus? We talked about the 350s and the different designs and stuff. 
are you guys going to start considering doing anything for the compacts for for the the, the smaller displacement cars the the v6s the the four cylinders no i'm a firm believer in uh, doing one thing and doing it good instead of doing several things halfway sure and, that, and that's the biggest reason i got uh to where I decided the headers was not for me because i couldn't give them the attention they needed and i feel the same way about engines um, i'm just gonna be i'd like to do one thing excellent instead of several things not a hundred percent uh and and we've already got the answer on that side of things from trevor saying that every all the headers that were already being produced by dec those uh those blueprints and those plans are are in your hands so if if somebody's looking for um uh, the compact headers that we've seen before, those are those are eventually going to be back into production as well, right? Correct. And it'd be underneath a different name. It'd be under uh, Betke Built. And I've already started on my Facebook page. Uh, the website is in the works. So I'll try to get my Facebook page up either tonight or first thing in the morning. That way, you guys have any questions or need to reach out about their pre-orders can. Uh, I'll, I'll put my phone number on there so they can personally contact me. That way, nobody gets left behind. Perfect. That's. Uh, I tried to get him to call it Pecky's Pipes, but he just wasn't having it. No. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there have been some too many jokes cracked about that one. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can see where that would be be problematic uh, down the line. You said it's going to be Pecky built. Correct. Fantastic, and that Facebook's going to be up. Uh, that Facebook page is going to be up tonight, so you can find information about where to place those header orders. Adam is going to stay with the uh, Fushi Speed and Fab. That that one evolved when we had that conversation last time about taking over the DEC header situation. And Jeremy, um, it's is there a website or anything? A lot of that a lot of that guard speed shop stuff was done by word of mouth, as far as I can remember. Yeah, it's just when I advertise, got too busy, so everything's just been uh, word of mouth, customers, customers, friends referral type thing. so there's just basically i worked off my Facebook page perfect well and like jeremy said earlier you guys got to understand he was doing that part-time mm-hmm. um and i believe i'm right when i say jeremy hasn't taken any new customers in what over two years jeremy is that right i've taken new customers but they're referrals right. so they, you know if i i don't know how to say it i just I just became a little more picky with who I built engine. That makes sense. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, so with, it's, so it's, with me, I, I should be able to do a little more advertising and uh, be a little more readily available. Uh, not that Jeremy didn't try hard, but he was working a full-time job at the same time. Well, guys, I, I appreciate you making some time, and, and this is exciting news for, for everybody in the sport, um, uh, congratulations to, to Jeremy being able to, to, to focus a little bit more time at home and, and being able to still stay busy with the, uh, with the business, with some of that R&D side of things, and Adam being able to find something that was um, going to keep you in the sport and stay busy with it. Um, and then, then Trevor, you know, being able to, to tackle that business and, and grab hold of the, the headers operations. It's, it's good for everybody, and it's good to keep those designs and stuff in the circulation for, uh, for everybody that's in Demolition Derby. It's, it's excellent news across the board. Um, is there anything that we might have missed as we were, we were kind of talking about all these different topics at the same time? I don't think so. Jeremy, you have anything? Nope. Just, you know, nothing, nothing changes for customers that have right now and people that, have, you know, just received engines or are waiting on engines. Nothing, nothing changes at the department. Um, we're still here and, uh, and that doesn't change. Like I said, I'm not going to the same phone number for 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, I do have, I do have for, for both of these guys. Definitely get a second cell phone. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. I told I told Trevor it was frequent 10, 11 o'clock at night phone calls. Uh, <laughs> and people just, you know, people on the West Coast, they don't think about time change, and they might call you at 11 o'clock at night and not realize that, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night here. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's a good thing to separate family and business.
Awesome. Well, guys, I appreciate you coming on and, and, and using the show as a platform to tell everybody about what's been going on. We were lucky enough to find some, some switches in the guts of our production side of things, so we were able to go Facebook Live and YouTube Live at the same time tonight. It's been busy in the live chat, which is exciting for, uh, for everybody. It's good to have that exchange back with the fans. Um, I, Jeremy, I don't know if you had talked to Brian. Brian's brother, Gary, was put into the Wall of Fame at Land of Legends Raceway, and uh, he ended up picking up a ride for... Um, Weedsport tonight, so Brian wasn't able to be here to to pick on you with uh, uh, all of the the silly Chrysler questions that he was no doubt going to throw your way. I think he's over there helping with the modified program at Weedsport, as long as he didn't get rained out. But he was he was really really excited about um, the news with uh, everything changing hands and and being able to stay involved for everybody. And uh, I wanted to make sure that we let you know congratulations to everybody involved with this as well from him. Thanks. I appreciate you having us on, Chris. Anytime. If if anything else comes up, you know, next week, if you sell the engine business and you get into a tire resurfacer, <laughs> let me know. And we'll, we'll... You know, I was actually that was one of my concerns when uh, when I did that when I got rid of the header business because I thought, well, people's going to think, you know, yeah, I just bought a header business three weeks ago and it's gone too. How long is this going to last? But uh, like I told you guys when I initially got on here, guard speed shop was plan a plan a never changed mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i just added to plan a and it was it was too much and it i right. quickly realized that and i didn't want to take away from the header business by not giving it the attention it deserves and uh trevor i mean he he couldn't be more excited i know he's gonna do a great job with you guys yeah now i'll add to that uh nobody be afraid that adam won't do a great job because he, he looked at everything the right way, and, and he knew that he needed to focus on one thing and not both because both of them were a pretty big task. So it's not like he decided that he was just, uh, I don't care about that. Mm -hmm. He just he knew what needed to be done to give his attention where it deserved. And, Thanks, Trevor. And, no you problem. know, I, I have all kinds of respect for having that perspective, man. To know that you're in and, and it's not going to work and to be able to admit that and, and change gears – and be able to keep your focus in one place that's that's going to do you a world of good doing doing it that way for sure well until the engine business and the header business are two totally different things you can't be building engines in here in a shop where you're grinding and cutting and got all this dirt and nasty in your shop um, so it was going to require me to build a another room on my shop to build engines in a clean space and it, it was just going to be a lot more to it than than just having a shop with the engines on one side and headers on one side and uh, making the customers wait twice as long as they're used to waiting on a set of headers because I'm building an engine today. Uh, it, it just, it wasn't fair to to the industry. For sure. Well, guys, I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and, and checking in with us. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking again soon, I'm sure, just to see how everything is going. Um, Jeremy, keep staying on that road to recovery and uh, look forward to seeing you soon someplace. I don't know where, but I'm sure we'll run into each other. And Trevor and Adam, man, keep in touch. Let us know how things are going. Thanks, Chris. You bet. Thank you. You bet, guys. We'll see you later. Thanks, Chris. Thanks a lot. There goes Adam Pushy, Trevor Pedke, and Jeremy Gard. Again, if you notice, we do have uh, – we, we had our logos dressed up in purple tonight in honor of um, – Lenny Hirsch, and uh, you always used to tell everybody that purple is bad, and, and it's, uh, it's tough to be tough to be without him, man. Certainly going to be certainly going to be missed. Appreciate everybody checking in. Uh, Mark Elliott, Jeremy builds good engines. Congrats to Adam and Trevor. Rob Oswalt checking in. Jamie Frost, nothing better than a guard 355. And we were talking about Tony Godwin with the LS is coming around. Jeffy Schumann popped in a little bit ago. I think that would probably be a good spot to uh, to pull this particular video up and tell you a little bit about Jeffy's Fab Farm. Jeffy's Fab Farm in Fredericksburg, Virginia specializes in all of your demolition derby needs. We've got you covered from bumper to bumper. Whether you need headers, shifters, harnesses, fueling systems, or complete turnkey setups, jeffysfabfarm.com can help. We've even got a Canadian branch to help our Northern customers. With over 16 years in the industry, we've got the knowledge and experience needed to provide the highest quality parts and put you in the winner's circle. Visit our website today or call Jeff at 540-907-3390.
Fabby says the best parts come from the farm. Jeffy'sFabFarm.com. All right, and we'll be right back. We'll give you an update on everything going on with Smash It and everything going on with the uh, Unified Point Series and Hardcore. We'll come back and we'll re recap some local results for you as well. The 2022 Hardcore Tour will continue through this month. One more event for them this month. August the 19th is Washington Warzone's second day. That's Washington, Pennsylvania. Night 2 is going to include the Hardcore Compacts, the Hobby Stocks, the Minivan and SUV Class, and the Power Wheels. And then that leads us to the crown jewel of the Hardcore Tour, September 3rd and 4th. It's Labor Day Lockdown and the Great Stoneboro Fair. September the 3rd is the Hobby Stocks, Youth Compacts, uh, Street Stock Compacts, Minivans and Trucks, Full-Size Trucks and the Power Wheels. September the 4th is the Youth Full-Size Hardcore Lunar Weld, Hardcore Compact, full-size bone stock, and a Power Wheels. September 6th and 7th is after that. That's the Route 40 Rumble in Dunbar, Pennsylvania. September the 6th is the Hobby Stocks, Youth, and Street Stock Compacts, and the Power Wheels. September the 7th, Hardcore Lunar Weld, Hardcore Compacts, and the Power Wheels. Some results from the weekend for you, Chaos in Cole County. Hardcore Compacts, first place was Ricky Yeager over Justin Yeager. Michael Hildreth was third. The Hammer Award went to fourth place, Jackson Salisbury. In the Hobby Stock, C.J. Corwin got the win over Chad Corwin. George Kelly, Caleb Kelly, and Chad Corwin won the Hammer Award at the Cass and Cole, Country, uh, Cole County event. And then the first night of Washington War Zone was Saturday. Littlewell full-size Chad Corwin got the win there over Justin Yeager and Mark Siopa. Jason Walker was fourth. Justin Yeager got the Hammer Award. Street Stock Compact, Melanie Reed got the win. Brandon Kenny, Chase Fairbanks, Jason Walker. Second place, Brandon Kenny got the Hammer Award. Bone Stock Full Size, Stephen Sickles and Mark Metz. J.D. Lorene, one, two, three, and the Bone Stock Full Size. And again, that really shuffled the standings a little bit. Dylan Robbins was fourth and got the Hammer Award. And then Youth Full Size, C.J. Corwin over Roman Simonelli and Jennifer Bear. Keep up to date with everything happening with the 2022 Hardcore Tour online at HardcoreDerbyPromotions.com. The Unified Point Series was in action. They had a Washington War Zone over the weekend. Out in front, J.D. Lorene is hanging on by four thin points. He is leading the, the, the pack as Steven Sickles tries to gain a little bit of ground here. He did so 100 points for second place. He's within four. That's uh, a second place finish coming up with only a handful of shows left. Ty Richards still sits up there third. Dan, Don Santel, Bill Miller, Trevor Jones, Cody Klumke, another mover. Mark Metz moving up to eighth, 40 points. Elite Frog, Scotty Drevenek for eighth. He's back to ninth with 35 points. That's Scotty. And then tied for 10th, Corey Buddy, Dennis Hogan, and Daryl Myers with 28 points. The month is a little bit busy here with the final week or so. Big Boy Promotions in Mercer, Mercer County Fair, Selene, Ohio on the 18th. And then on the 20th and the 27th, both are TNT shows, Berrien Springs, Michigan, and then Hart, Michigan. That's the Oceana County Fair. And then we'll be back in Pennsylvania for Labor Day lockdown in Stoneboro on September 3rd and 4th. Right now, as... Uh, as we stand with some results for you. Washington War Zone, full-size Lunderwell. Chad Corwin got 10 points for that one. Street Stock Compacts was Melanie Reed. Steven Sickles' win in the Bone Stocks helped move him up to that second-place spot. And then C.J. Corwin got the win in youth full-size. On the virtual unified side of things, no changes in the points. We had a couple events canceled in the last week or so. So Full Throttle, Misfits, partnering with um, Hardcore to put together Labor Day Lockdown in the virtual realm, September 2nd and 3rd, and then uh, Street Stock Showdown 3, Vito 324 Gaming on September the 24th. It's going to bring us through next month. Nothing else planned so far through the balance of August. Stay uh, up on all the action with the Unified Point Series, and you can keep track of the schedule again. There it is once more on the ME527 Unified Series, ME527UnifiedSeries.com. Smash It Demolition Derby has a couple nights off before they get ready for the Miami County Fair on the 17th. And then on the 18th, it's Henry County. Their trip to Kentucky to Boyd County Fair is on the 19th of August. 23rd and 24th is the two-day show over at the Portage County Fair, August 23rd and 24th, 26th and 27th. It's going to round out the month of August, Allen County, and then Dart County. And then, uh, then we get into the one show for September on the 4th and 5th in Stark County. And then Cushocton County. On the 1st of October, the 14th and 15th, Fairfield County, and then the fall cleanup show at Preble County is scheduled to go on the 15th of October. 
Some results at Ross County Pro Stock Class. Tim Lyons got the win. He's from Clarksburg. Pro Stock Mini was Brandon Pinkerton from New Vienna. Street Stock full-size winners, Mark Clifford and Terry Crow from Bainbridge and Chillicothe. And the Street Stock Mini, Zachary Bryans from Chillicothe and Brent Anderson from Winchester. August the 12th was Champaign County. Smash it full-size, Michael King from West Liberty. Pro Stock Mini was Ethan Funk from Sydney. Street Stock Minivan and SUV was Frank Christian from Sydney. Full uh, Street Stock full-size was Dusty McCoy from London. And then the Street Stock Mini Class, there was three flights. Ryan Rui won two of them. He's from St. Paris, and Doug Lewis won the second, the one that was in the middle. He's from Urbana. For additional rules, results, classes, and upcoming shows, visit Smash It Derby at smashitderby.com. RPM Group is a, pro a progressive waste management business serving nearly 4,000 residents and businesses around Owego, New York. RPM Group can take care of all your waste management needs. Boasting a fleet of two roll-offs and six garbage trucks, RPM is fully insured and ready to serve. Ask about asbestos abatement and surveys, interior and exterior demolition, private parties and foreclosures, curbside trash and recycling, all that and more. Click or call, ask for Corey, tell him you heard about him here at the Crash Course nationals rpm group ny.com or 607-223-8714 all right and a couple other things that we wanted to let everybody know about chaos in cole county there was a neat story going on over there Nettie, 90 years old she made her derby car debut um this was a fan long long ago that wanted to drive in a demolition derby and uh she was shy she didn't want to get out in front of everybody to do an interview frankie talked to her underneath the shade tree for a little while she was 90 years old and uh, the, the, she, her family would not let her drive in a derby car. So all this time, she's wanted to have the chance. They, they, they got her in a car. They let her make a hit. It wasn't under full competitive uh, uh, um, scenarios or anything like that. But nonetheless, she was able to get out there and, and fulfill that goal at 90 years old and, and uh, make that hit, which was, which was just so cool. They had the video and some pictures. It was really neat. Donnie Hartzell celebrated a birthday over the weekend. I saw Jody Gully. She left New York City in order to get to the Shenango County Fair. And time to watch Jeremy win his heat, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Kelby Miners, Kelby Miners ran his hometown fair for the first time in ages, and it, it paid off. Got the first place trophy and the Mad Dog in that one, so that was kind of neat to see. Kelby was back out there in action. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the the virtual side of things. Kelby's been active with that. Ryan Deveroy was in the chat here a few minutes ago as well. Uh, Billy Bowman, which is Brad Bowman's brother. Billy got the win uh, 20 years in the making out there in Utah, so congratulations out to Billy Bowman, Parker Lazenby. you got to make sure you get on to Parker's page and check out the, um, the action on Parker's uh, Facebook page. They had a video where he came flying across the track. They were trying to finish off their main mania cars, and, man, what a hit he put on. Got the rollover, so that was pretty cool to, to see that. That was fun to see. Uh, Tate and Todd Wire were in action. We had uh, Porkchop was here. Last week, and uh, we've got one of the school pictures from um, from the Wire family that when they sent that to us uh, from the Today We Play campaign. So those guys were in action over the weekend. I saw Brad Hagen, uh, Brad Hagen, excuse me. He picked up a win. Uh, Stick was still up on Friday night, got the win. Um, and then uh, big thanks out to Andy Hansen for the for the last minute parts and Eric Quatilla for the car when when he was having some issues. So. Brad Hagen picking up a win, and Dylan Pies, he was in action up in Linden, uh, in Linden, and he uh, had a good run, but not nearly as good as Cody Rates. Cody Rates ended up pulling down the win up there at Linden. Now he's trying to find someplace else to go finish off that compact for, for himself. Jay Vargo had a good run in St. Peter when Chase Vargo wheeled it to first place. He got uh, Jay himself ended up finishing third in that, but um, but Chase man, he he flexed a muscle. Ended up taking home the win in that, and he's only 15 years old. So that was uh, that was exciting to see that the future looks bright for the Vargo crew. Brandon Thomas, he's got the last county fair on the schedule this Friday, and then he's got some results coming in relic class. As we said, that was Brad Hagen that got the win in that one. Uh, Brad Guth was second place, got the heavy hitter awards in the youth class. And Joseph uh, Liebel ended up winning there. Brock Guth got the uh, heavy hitter awards there. Jimmy Swenson Liebel ended up getting the win in the ladies' class. Heavy hitter was Debbie Peters, the, the, the stock trucks like we talked about, Chase Vargo. Cameron Schultz got the heavy hitter in that one. Brandon Paul won minivans. Compacts was John Stanke. Saturday, the wild cars. Colton Newhalfen took the win over uh, Jake Tate. Brett Nelson was third, and that was the heavy hitter, so it was good to see Colton 
back in action, putting the car in, in victory lane. Robert Thompson got first in the 80s class, and Colton was second. Colton Newhoffen was second with heavy hitter awards in the 80s class. And then Haley Stoker uh, won the powder puff over Kristen Thomas. Stock Trucks Noah Meast won that one. Minivan SUV was Brandon Paul over Colton Hewitt. Compacts Jacob Johnson got the win in that one, and Colton Hewitt was third. Brandon Paul got heavy hitter from fourth. And then in the limited well trucks, Randy Maslowski got the win over Matthew Schwartz, Craig Peters, and Cody Martin. Steve Sayopa got the win over at New Alex, Pennsylvania on Fan Appreciation Night, and Brady Morgan won the compact side of things there. Again, that was over at New Alex. Mark Kansenbach, uh, Kansenbach rather, was with Mike Tix, and they ended up getting the win in the, uh, in the compacts and took a win in the limo class at that fair. So that was kind of neat. That, that, uh, that limo class certainly looked like it was exciting over there, um, and Mike Tix was promoting that show, if I'm not mistaken. Rounding things out here, one of the last notes, Nelsville, Aiden, uh, uh, Aiden I, thought, I hope I'm saying this name right, Aiden Guibord, Ended up winning uh, in the compact stock full size was Dakota Ziegler. Uh, Rick Kink Clink won the trucks and vans. Mod Minis was Tracy Miller. Semi stock compacts was uh, Ryan Rowan. And then uh, Zach Johnson from Johnson Wrecking Crew ended up winning the limited welds. And that show was promoted and uh, overseen by Derek Creetlow. So tried to cover as much as we could there. And then uh, I can't look it up here right this second. I think Zach Herman ended up getting a win over there at the um, at the Wayne County Fair. I'm forgetting if uh, if he did or if he didn't. I know he was putting a car together last minute. I think he got a win over at the Wayne County Fair. And Craig Waddell, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago, Craig ended up picking up a win uh, earlier this week as well. So a couple local winners there for you in addition. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into some of the stuff that happened in the last two weeks. Uh, on the New York County Fair side of things, once we get uh, Brian back, uh, we'll be talking about that stuff. I knew I knew a chunk of the show was going to be um, uh, taken dedicated to the to the conversation about uh, Fushi Speed and Fab buying guard engines and then uh, Pedkey built buying the header business from uh, Fushi Speed and Fab. And I didn't catch all that stuff. I know I saw Jason Sherman post a big thank you out to uh, Brett Relier. He had some trouble with the trailer on the highway, but Brett was right there to help him out with that. So Brett always uh, doing what he can to help out the folks that are close to him in Demolition Derby. And let's see, I think we've covered pretty much everything. We gotta, we'll run through two more quick things, and then we'll call it good here for episode number uh, Demolition Derby Life magazine releases 12 copies a year and covers all of the action coast to coast for the Demolition Derby World, home of the hottest action motorsports magazine on the market. There's over 30 editions that have been published to date. A full year subscription is $119 and past issues are available. It should be coming out with another release here in the coming weeks. Make sure you jump online and follow along. Find out more about Lexi Joes and everything going on with Demolition Derby Life magazine on DemolitionDerbyLife.com. Iron City Nationals are coming up in a little under two months. Friday the 9th is going to be opening night stock compacts, the big wing class, two-man extreme class, and super stock heat number one. Pits open at 8 a.m. Saturday the 10th follows up with Power Wheels, Most Wanted Fine Art, Street Stock Challenge, full-size youth class, and then the second and third uh, 10,000 win championships. Pits open at 7 a.m. It's at the New Alexandria Lions Club, 1874 Lions Club Road. New Alex, Pennsylvania, ironcitypromos.com for additional details. The Superstocks, all three flights are going to be paying 10,000 win in the championship belt. The Big Wayne Heavyweight Class, 2,500 in the championship belt. Two Wayne Extreme Class, 2,000 to win. Stock Compacts, 1,500 to win. 1,500 to win. Uh, street Stock Challenge. And then the Youth Full Size, $700, a championship belt, and a fresh 90-02 Crown Vic. That's all waiting for the winners at the Iron City Nationals. We're going to be going over the list a little bit later on. Online for details, ironcitypromos.com. Jeffy's Fab Farm in Fredericksburg, Virginia specializes in all of your demolition derby needs. We've got you covered from bumper to bumper. Whether you need headers, shifters, harnesses, fueling systems, or complete turnkey setups, Jeffy'sFabFarm.com can help. We've even got a Canadian branch to help our northern customers. With over 16 years in the industry, we've got the knowledge and experience needed to provide the highest quality parts and put you in the winner's circle. Visit our website today or call Jeff at 540-907-3390. Fabby says the best parts come from the farm. Jeffy'sFabFarm.com. Where'd you go? 
Derby. Ow, my head. You want to do a Derby? Hey, Derby world. This is all for him racing videos where Derby never ends. We have people come up and ask, what is All For Him Racing videos? And the answer is a YouTube channel dedicated to growing the sport of demolition derby in a positive and fun way. Our passion is to show the next generation this sport and capture the memories for generations to come. We're just trying to show that you can be a Christian, do crazy and exciting things like Demolition Derby, and just spread the word. We have traveled all over the country filming events, all while meeting many great people, hearing amazing stories, seeing the passion for this sport, and falling in love with the Derby community. We have grown to be the largest Demolition Derby channel on YouTube across the world, with millions of views within our large library of videos. We love what we do and can't wait for what the future has in store. We always want to be a place for positive, exciting, and action-packed Derby videos. Thank you, Derby World, and enjoy the videos. And once again, big thanks out to Alex Vasco, who was checking in with us on YouTube, and then all the viewers that we had. We've had a captive audience tonight, man. It's been great catching up with everybody and seeing everybody on Facebook, and I think we found a couple switches that we could try, and it seems like it worked when we were out there at New Alex on Saturday. As we continue to try and test and refine some of our process here as we get ready to break back into some of the streaming stuff that, uh, that we really missed. We really missed the opportunities and to, to get out there and see everybody. So um, that's, uh, that's coming down the line. As well, again, we, we decked it out in purple tonight in tribute to, uh, to Lenny Hirsch. Um, Duncan Cram checked in and, and kind of relayed what happened ahead of that. Steve Buckner Jr., who Steve and uh, Steve Sr., they've, they've, they've certainly seen their, uh, their, their, their share of hills this year. Um, been tough with couple of members of the family and now this uh this news about Lenny Hirsch here um hit those guys pretty hard so thinking of them as well and everybody up there in that that greater Brockton Woodburger uh community that's 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 grieving right now again services are scheduled for um Thursday for Lenny Hirsch Thursday the 18th at the Waite Funeral Home calling hours from four to eight and then uh a celebration of life is going to be at Tommy Doyle's sidelines on uh, Ashland Street in Brockton so we'll be um We'll be thinking of uh, we'll be thinking of Lenny. If we missed anything, I apologize. Check in with us next week, and uh, and we'll try to get that stuff on there for you. Um, that's going to do it for this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby podcast. We sure do appreciate everybody tuning in, and we'll see everybody again next Monday. Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel, and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Cast, recorded live at the FingerLinks1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York.